is extremely live. I am your station manager, Micah, and I am here with international man of mystery, jack of all trades, Anthony Sneed. Hey, man. How you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know what this is. Uh, you're just a buddy of mine, and uh, I've been interviewing people. So let's get into it. Where Where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Tom's River, New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore, the nice. town next to Seaside, where that show was filmed. And I grew up uh, all around uh, Ocean County. And um, the last place I lived in New Jersey was Tom's River. I went to high school, Tom's River East. And then I moved to New York in 2004. Um, I went to audio engineering school, actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I went to the audio engineering school because I wanted, I was really, I've always been into music and art ever since I was really young. And um, we had a vocational program where you could go for high school mm. to the audio recording like school. And that took place on Lakehurst Naval Base in New Jersey, which is where the Hindenburg crashed. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the Led Zeppelin, the image of that blimp exploding is the where the Hindenburg, that's what that is. And that's where I went to school. And I was there um, when 9-11 happened. Oh, um, and I remember, because, I remember that's, like, etched in my brain because I was in New York City on September 11th at like one in the morning mm. because that n previous night I was at Madison Square Garden and I saw Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5 huh. with like every other famous person at the time there like Usher, Britney Spears, like everybody. And um, I was on a fucking naval base when 9-11 went down and that naval base was never the same afterwards. It was like mm. concrete barricades afterwards. It was super scary. So um that's a long-winded answer of where I'm from, but yeah, it's where I'm from, New Jersey. Nice. Me too. Born in Ocean Groves, uh, across the water from Asbury Park, home of the boss. How did I not know? Wait, you grew up there? I thought you lived in upstate no, New York or something. I was born there, and then two months later, I moved uh, to upstate New York with my family as a, as a wee okay. toddler. But uh, we did go back there every single summer for like weeks at a time my entire childhood. My uh, my parents or excuse me, my grandparents owned um, not an old people's home, but like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Damn, it's, it's slipping my mind. But um, uh, they like it was basically like a big three story hotels type situation where old people paid to stay uh like a boarding home there's the word boarding home uh, okay i've never yeah. i i've never i've heard that term but i, didn't I know, know that that's what that was it is very weird it's a weird situation i think it's i don't really know how it works but like they had like a shared each floor had like a couple bathrooms that everybody shared so it wasn't really like mm. apartments uh it was like it was like the college years <laughs> yeah it kind of <laughs> It was like an old people's dorm. Actually, that's exactly correct. They like even my grandmother would like cook for them uh, each meal. She would be in the kitchen cooking everything. Uh, and there was like a big dining area where they would all hang out, and like a common area where they would watch TV and play I would, play rum play rummy cube. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's where cool. I hung out uh, in Jersey all my uh, summers. 
But, it's funny uh, you say that, but it's funny you say that, by the way, because Ocean County, where I'm from, is like one of the biggest elderly populations. Mm. Like it's we've got all those communities just everywhere. Not exactly what you're I mean, I'm sure those exist, too. Right. But like just like, you know, uh, like air, like uh, private areas, I guess. I forget what they're called, but like yeah. my grandparents lived in one where it's like only people over 50 or 60. You know, Totally. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, like a retirement community. Is that what that's called? Why can't I think of the obvious today? Yes. Yeah, a retirement yeah. community. I couldn't think of uh, mine either. We're both yeah. uh, spacing out. Uh, well, that's cool. I definitely know you as I've, uh, you know, I've known you for, I don't know how many years now, maybe like six, seven years. Uh, no, 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 no. I've really? known you since 2012. Is that true? Damn. Yeah, when when gentle when Jen, when your improv team got put together, that's when I met you because oh, you got put on a team with Drew, right. and Drew is my buddy. I was trying to remember how I met you. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously it's through improv, but like I couldn't yeah. specifically remember. Interesting. Okay, so we have known each other for quite a, quite some time, but yeah. you've you're you you've evolved since I've known you. You're similar to me in that you're interested in a wide range of topics. And you uh, you get serious about doing things, so you end up doing a lot of different types of things. Like when I first met you, I think you had already moved on from like making beats and stuff, but but I did know that you you know like made rap beats for people, and and rapped. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And you rapped. Yeah, I was I was really big into like freestyling and like battles as well, and like you know. It was, I, I love, I mean, I loved it. I still freestyle and you know, it's fun. It's just a fun <laughs> pastime, but yeah. So that's what I was doing. And I, I literally had stopped that in 2008 and I was okay. doing art. Yeah. That's when yeah. I met you. I think you started, uh, or maybe you had, I feel like maybe I just you had stopped moved doing art from that. Yeah. So you started doing just art, doing... uh, before I met you, but like it yeah. was still kind of, you were still kind of talking about it more than I would say the beats. Like it was more closer to who you were at the time than, than the beat making. And you were I, like, I could see the, the stuff you made. Like if you're watching the video uh, later on, when I upload this, you'll see some of Sneed's art behind him there. That, that piece I made, that's the only one in my house that I have that I made. Yeah. But yeah, they look like, uh, like computer chips to me. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That one is, um, that was one of the last pieces I made, you know, I, the, my la my original body of work was eight bit pixelation where I would take, yeah. I'd essentially make eight bit Nintendo games that didn't exist and right. more social, funny, like mm. political, like controversial stuff. Like, you know, yeah, like you America, you had a huge like uh, eight bit nine eleven plane. Like like it looks like it could be in the background of like River City Ransom or something. Well, I mean, it's it's I sampled it, so the the beat making came into play with the art too. So oh, cool. I say I, I love the idea of being able to sample from different games. So I mm -hmm. sampled from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I took to make the Twin Towers, which weren't in that uh, shot. I took it from like a. Um, I saw a similar looking building in another video game. And then right. I took, I took the fireballs from Contra and I like <laughs> used those. So, so yeah, it was a really cool way of making art, but like no one, no one's like, you know, digging into crates to like find out what the samples are, you know? Just, 
Right. Anyways. No, that's yeah. cool. I'm into that. I always, I always loved that piece. It's just, I, you know me, I'm similarly, um, what's the word? Uh, provocateur not, is what yeah, you are. Provocateur. Yeah. I, I love going to the, to that place of like where it's generating emotions for people, whether yeah. good or bad or, or, or otherwise I, I'm fascinated by that stuff. I, I like playing in that space uh for sure and that yeah i i've you know it's it's funny because i've been thinking about this a lot you have to like being in that space is difficult yes. because the because people's reactions to that kind of stuff is it goes it's really black and white you get like mm -hmm. you get a lot of hate for it you'll totally. get like a lot of praise for it like i actually came across like an article that gothamist did on me um when i put the made the video version like the video i animated that painting we're talking about and right people in gothamist like it's 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 a fine 50 50 where people are like <laughs> yeah, totally. this guy's a fucking i saw that that you know i people that died in it you know and you're talentless without you know okay 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 cool you know that's right it's about valid totally and then you have people that were like no it's this it's that and you know, I think for me, what where I'm realizing as I've been I've grown is that like it took me a long time of playing in those spaces to realize that like to pull off something great in that space is difficult, yeah. right? So you have to do it. You either have to have a thick skin to mm -hmm. to sit in that space until you figure out how to do it, right? Or you just shouldn't be doing it because you can't just be a provocateur like you can, but it'll it'll come to a point where if you're not doing something that's really has like meaning to it mm -hmm. or, you know, you can't just like put fucked up things in front of people and expect them to figure it out. If you don't have an answer yourself. Right. You know, you also don't want to be on the nose either. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you really can't be Gigi Allen couldn't have lasted for, you know, longer than he let he couldn't have lasted for 40 years sex pistols couldn't have lasted for that long right keep keeping up at that pace you had to figure it out at a certain point totally. i mean that's arguable of course but i mean name someone who's like kept up that level of intensity that was like super controversial it mm -hmm. just stayed at that level like you just can't yeah. because it feels like human a it feels like an intense burning like fire and it just burns out after a while. Like you can't, yeah. you can't stay in that place forever. I think you can learn a lot there and then apply that to other things though. Like I think it's a good place to learn how to talk about things or, or to know how far to push things. Well, that, no, that's a hundred percent accurate and the people that i was hanging around with at the time this artist back here was like a very successful artist that was a friend of mine at the time i'm no longer friends with them um and based i mean you know some people are shitty and do shitty things to you and you just got to cut them out of your life and I, I had to do that and this person would basically like play with kkk imagery in like oh, a shit. funny way mm -hmm. back in the day not in like a not not racist at all but you know just and, and play with that kind of stuff even banksy did that one piece with the kkk member being hung right. and it's like and and this guy made a kkk action figure called mr cool 
KKK. And I, I had it. It was a little action figure he made. And I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. You take the dollar bills and like make, you know, make KKK member over them amongst that Jesus as well, you know? And I and, and so I made a video game that was called KKK Cocaine, and it was a KKK member doing lines of cocaine. I had never done any drugs at that point, and I've since done cocaine uh, in my life. I think it's the worst, one of the worst drugs to do because there's no joy in it. But uh, so I don't don't advise it at all. The best part about cocaine is is when you decide you're going to do it, you order it, you meet up with the guy, you get it. It's like you're on like a secret reconnaissance mission that no one can know about. <laughs> That feel, and by the time it goes into your nose, that's when it all the fun ends. Oh, you know man. that that's my that's my take on it. Anyways, I made this game called KKK Cocaine, and like I'm not pro KKK at all. Um, in fact, in in there was like a life meter at the top that I took from. I took the image kind of from a the Karate Kid game, mm. and I am it's KK as well, which I didn't I just realized, <laughs> and. Um, I, it says like, you know, so it would say like life low and it would have like a meter bar for like the life stamina and I reversed it. So it said low life. <laughs> and, um, uh, and you know what, like I just put these two things together that it were like kind of controversial and risque and I didn't necessarily care for either of them. Right? right. I didn't care. I actually not necessarily, I didn't care for either of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still, I still don't. And, you know, I put this thing together and, oh, and the tagline for the game was white powder. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I always had these little cheeky, funny, um, like very American, like, let's sell you this thing. Right. Right. And I had that in there and like, uh, uh, you know, it's funny and everything. And like, you know, I, I recently was looking back at some photos of my work and I was like, you know what? I'm removing the KKK thing because, yeah, I'm not for them mm -hmm. and I'm not. Um, I don't agree with what, what, what they're about. And, but I'm also not a, a down to like put out that kind of energy into the world anymore. Right. That's where I'm at. Like yeah. that's, that's me. Right. So, and I, and the same thing with the comedy world, you know, we did UCB for a while. I was in it probably a little longer than you. Mm -hmm. Um, by the time I had gotten onto a mod team, which is their sketch program, like you, you audition and you get on the teams and it's pretty difficult. You know, and I think I only got thrown a bone because I went so hard at improv and they just wouldn't give me that bone. And the mod the mod ones, it's like, it's like, yeah, you can't get boardwalk, but here's Baltic, you know, like here's, here's, here's like the shitty. So I, but no, but listen, I was super grateful. And by the time I was in there, I was like, the comedy that I was getting into was like, I love Chris Morris stuff. I loved UK stuff. So I really liked the pushing the buttons fucked up shit. Yeah. And like, I was just riffing all the time on 10 on like the extreme side of everything and like you know like everyone on my team just like would brace themselves when i would pitch something oh man yeah i remember i dude i pitched shit that was like we still talk about to this day that like people it's hilarious because i was like listen i i was like we'll never i'll never listen i'm not saying that we do this as a sketch i just want to i'm saying this as a pitch i go and this is literally in 2017, like, like, woke city. It was starting, right? Like, mm -hmm. people explained to me what woke meant. I was like, oh, so, like, you guys, so people that don't ne never knew any black people, like, yeah, that's exactly. for them. That's for them. Like, yeah. all my best friends growing up are black. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just, like. It's definitely it's like some, a college-educated white kid fucking game being played. That's it's, for fucking sure. Well, and it's always white people 
And I say white people because if you, you don't know me, and listen, I'm white passing, but culturally I'm Cherokee. That's a really, really big part of who I am. My family, we're Eastern Band of Cherokee Indian. I'm an enrolled member. I My family lives down there. I've got property down there. My uncle's the chief of the fucking tribe. Like, <laughs> It's a huge part of who I am. Like I'm also shooting a documentary down there and, you know, and I'm, I, I do a lot of stuff down there. Like, you know, I participate in ceremony. I do stuff for Cherokee museum and I'm teaching a film panel down there next week anyway. Sweet. And I'm doing something I'm actually doing. I'm, I'm on another panel with Sterling Harjo for who created Res- reservation dogs. So it's just, anyways, I have to do that. I have to over overcompensate and like explain that shit because I, because people don't want to hear that I'm anything but, what they want me to be, which is a white person. Right. Totally. And the thing is, that I've realized is like, is this, you know, listen, I'm also white. I'm not going to deny that, but I could still refer to white people as, you know, from being on the Cherokee side of things. It's like white people love to fuck shit up <laughs> and then, and then control the narrative afterwards and do damage control. Meanwhile, they have control of the whole thing the whole time. So for example, white people come over 1492, you know, and they arrive on our shores and they see us, the, the indigenous folk, and they're like, they, they made a mistake. They thought they were in India, right? right? Makes sense. The same skin tone from what they were described as, not like they can Google it. And they're like, Indians, right? We don't have any fucking word. You point at us and you point at a tree and you say tree. And we go tree. You point at us, you go Indian, Indian. So we start referring to ourselves as Indians. To this day, we are still known as the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Mm-hmm. Not one person that I know refers to themselves as a Native American. Oh, wow. Just like black people don't refer to themselves as African Americans. Right. That is a safe, oh, white term that white people use to rectify their f- fucked upness, mm-hmm. and then they'll correct you when you say Indian. <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know what it's like. And I'm also, I don't speak for every indigenous person. Right. Uh, I don't. I really, I, I can't, and I don't, and I wouldn't. I speak for myself. And there's things that I'm okay with. There's things that people aren't, like my uncle Wally, he's got a, he's fucking, you see him, he's like, oh, native dude. He's got a mm-hmm. Redskins tattoo on his on his arm. <laughs> you know, he actually didn't put the word Redskins in though. Smart. Um, <laughs> he's got a chief on the side of his side of his arm, but like you know, and it's like you know they realize they fucked up, and then they want to change it to Native American, and everybody's getting in this dialogue, and it's just like, chill. Yeah, it's, it's chill. So a lot of it is so performative and just total nonsense. Like, what uh, do you have any insight as to how people feel about uh, uh, people being like, oh, we're doing this comedy show, what uh, which is on uh, stolen Lenape land. Uh, Lenape? Like Lenape land. There you go. White man. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. But like, seriously, I see all these fucking woke people being like, we need to acknowledge that this is stolen land. I'm like, what What do you think you're doing? Like, what, what, wait, what, what's stolen land? Like, like in like, New Jersey, like the Lene Lenape? That's what I'm talking about, dude. People are doing this thing where they acknowledge that they're existing on stolen native land. As like a weird. If like, you want to go that far, like that's the problem. And it's Anthony called a Tamanek, land acknowledgement. Have you not heard oh, of this? Oh fuck you! That's <laughs> fucking bullshit. You fucking stole it. If you don't, you're gonna give it back. Then don't fucking rub it in my fucking face. You fucks. Jesus Christ! You know, 
it's so irritating. Yeah. It's That's what I'm so saying. so irritating. It's all this surface level to look good for other people who are in that fucking weird subculture. Actually, it's the dominant culture now, I would say. Uh, like, it's all that shit has made it into the institutions. Like, it's institutionalized. Yes. This girl that I know, she went to, she goes to the new school or went to the new school, and she told me she was like, yeah, she's like there. She's she's Chinese, and she's like, yeah. There's there's they have this whole room, this whole space just for black students. <laughs> and if you try to go in, you can't go in unless Dude, you're black. I know. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, hold up for a second. Listen, let let me say this. Let me really quick. I have to say yes. this. Speaking of like controversial art, I have not made this, but I've pictured doing it. Where you take an old photo from um, from like the you know fifties of like the white drinking fountain and the and the colored drinking fountain quote unquote yeah. and just update them with like the modern terms and that's what's going on like yes. like like cisgender white hetero drinking fountain whatever and like you know what i'm saying like it's they're yeah. do, they're pulling the same ideas except they're like oh but we're doing it for the right reasons no, it's not the right reason. I know, and listen, but they think I know there's a lot of folk like everything is so backwards. Like, like she told me, she's like, yeah, they have this space. And I'm like, so, okay. So first of all, you're segregating by race, <laughs> right. right? But, you, but, but, but to everybody, to, to their argument, they're doing it for a positive. They're they're. I mean, the intention is positive. It's not to be negative. Right. right. So I'm not going to like. I'm a Libra. I look at things from both sides. I will, and I will, I, I, I am the first person in an argument to be like, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm, right. I've changed my mind. This is true. Like, that, you're, you're a good person to have me. an argument with because you listen. What'd you say? I said, you're a good person to argue with because you do genuinely listen. Sorry. Consider. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Are you fucking with I'm me? fucking with you. I'm fucking <laughs> with you. Okay, sorry. You there go. You're because you listen. What? Okay. I get it. I get it. I was trying to be nice. Continue. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, man. You know, and like, <clears throat> it's a dicey. It's a dicey. Like, I, I met a kid. Also, by the way, it's like, now are we letting people in that room just based on their skin color? For example, if you were a quarter black like i'm quarter cherokee if you're quarter black and you look white for the most part could you go in mm. at what point do we decide right <laughs> we bring like, back the uh, paper bag test but it's woke this time that's what they I mean, used to do they hold up held up a a paper bag and if you were lighter than the paper bag you weren't allowed to enter if oh, you were Jesus. darker than the paper bag you could go in that's real that's crazy. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and you know, by the way, uh, it's interesting too because if because segregation was like awful, but at the same time, when they ended it, it, it wasn't done properly. Right. Now I don't know if you know this because uh, you know I read this this I don't know how I this book came. Or I, I'm not a big reader. Um, I would be a lot better of a person if I was, <laughs> but. I read this book called After Jackie. It was a Jackie Robinson like book, and they talked about when segregation ended, how detrimental it was for the black community. Yeah. Now, now, not now, not saying now. You know, your brain's like, what? What? No, no. Black 
the black community had flourishing businesses, mm-hmm. hotels, you know, uh, uh, business folk, all that, right? Mm-hmm. And they had their own economy in a sense, right? And then over, and then once you end that segregation, right, where you can go to the other side, what white person at that time is like, oh, great, I can go to, I can go to the black business. Mm-hmm. No. Because everything that was black at the time was like not as nice as the, the as the white stuff, um, I, I, out of just you know obvious for obvious reasons because white people had a leg up and they had more money and X Y Z, and and all the all of the black businesses went out of business like overnight because of that and you know it's, and that's it's it's like forced like like the forced desegregation uh, and now this this forced like the reverse of it, like forcing segregation, but good this time. It's like anytime anything is forced and doesn't happen naturally, you're going to watch it get broken in a weird way. I've got something, I've got something for you that you'll love. You're going to love this. So I was recently at a film festival in Atlanta, right? And I met this kid, young black kid, early twenties, gay, um, real sweet guy. Um, but when we first started talking to him, he came off to me as like ultra woke. Like, you know, when you meet someone and like they're, they're, they're like, for instance, if you're a feminist, like, right. There's like, there's, I know a lot of feminists and they're great, but sometimes you'll meet a feminist and it's like, they're just looking for the, the, for you to say, they're looking for the crack in in your, what you're saying to jump on it. They're Mm -hmm. looking for you to say something misogynistic or whatever. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with people like that because you got an agenda, right? I'm trying to be a human and treat you as equal, right? So, anyways, this guy, this guy, he he was like, "Yeah, I went to UCB," and I was like, "Oh shit!" And he and then, but he went. That started the year after I went. I left. I went to LA for two years, and then he was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Then I went to LA," and he's like, "Um, I got banned." What? I got an email from the AD. I got banned from going to from UCB because I kept sneaking into ASCAP. And they caught me. And he follows it up with, they wouldn't have did that if I was white. <laughs> and I was like, how do I even how do I even have the argument with that kid? Like, you broke the rules multiple times with warning. You get reprimanded for it. And then it's a race thing. It's like, do you think that the AD who sent you that email didn't consider that? Like that, it was, it was a, that's probably a hard decision for him to do because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, because of people looking at it like that. For example, I, I shot a, a short film in film school with four kids, four boys, and the kids that came in that, to audition, I wasn't asking for races. One of the kids was black and he was awesome, great actor, right? But the main kid was that I needed was like a really dorky, nerdy kid who gets like picked on essentially, the runt of the litter. And I already casted that kid because he was perfect for it. And also the black kid couldn't have played that because the black kid was like, was just a little older and a little cooler naturally. You, you can't, you know, you can't really have people act against what's natural for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I needed a bully to that kid and he would have been perfect for that role because he could have just crushed it. Mm-hmm. But I can't have the black kid play the bully when it's like other white kids that are there too right i can't have the one black kid and it's like it's like fuck right i could sit here and bitch about that all day but actually there was a solution in there that that wasn't apparent to me right away 
I made him the kid whose house it was, and it was great because I could cast a black father and a black mother, and and just have be have him be in that environment, and it ended up being great. But there's those things where it's like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I know right. casting people deal with that shit all the time, mm-hmm. and it's the times that we're in. Like, it just sucks. Like I was talking to my friend Ellen Stag last night. She's you should talk to her actually. She's been in Brooklyn forever. She's an amazing person. She has a podcast called Hey Poopy, which is basically. <laughs> Dude, it's a great podcast. They talk about everything but related, like sex and just but health. It's fucking amazing. And she's she's really well known for being like um a, like a, a nude female photographer, like softcore. I don't know if she's ever done hardcore stuff, but like we just went to pumps last night with um How is that? She, uh it was a scene, man. And they just come up to you just expecting money for nothing. And I'm like, okay. Oh. But it was cool. And Anyway, she went there. She's trying to set me up with her friend who's like literally – she's a really amazing woman. She's like on the cover of Hustler this month. Oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, and like me and her – it was really cool because it's very rare when you have a friend that's like you two don't know each other, but you guys would get along because you guys are like <laughs> – like, your energies, and we got along, and it's it's really rad. But yeah, but Ellen was saying that she was shooting something for uh, Penthouse – or or hustle around one of them and she couldn't do uh she couldn't have the black girl there's two girls she couldn't have the black girl be the sub in the photo with like the leash on her oh shit like you can't do that and you know what like i don't have an answer for that like she's right but also at the same time it's kind of wrong because i feel like black people should be able to be whatever they want mm-hmm. is it our perception like Unless you're putting like something that indicates that that's it's like it's a racial thing, then why can't we live in harmony that way? But you know, we we have got a long way to go. I think the problem will be solved in a hundred years when everyone is just like fucked and like melted together, and we all look like <laughs> fucking how they cast news anchors. Like we're all Rosanna Scotta, where you just can't tell are you fucking <laughs> black, you white, you Latino? Like who? What are you? You're just like this fucking mix of everything. I just want us to be all the melting pot. Let's melt yeah. it up, baby. Definitely the yeah. answer is everyone getting together, talking and being kind to one another, not fucking going off in your separate direction and sealing yourself off, whatever the fuck that is. 100%, man. And yeah, the sealing yourself off thing is crazy. Like, I just can't get with that. And by the way, here's the conver- here's the part of the conversation I think you're going to love. So me and his kid are talking, right? And we get we get into some deep conversations. And I'm not really a big drinker, but I probably had about two drinks that night. And for me, two drinks is like four or five for the average person, I think. And we're talking. And by the end of the night, we're, we switched venues and we're outside. And I told him, I'm like, he's talking, where's the N-word comes up, right? Now, me, I've never said the N-word um, with the hard R, like, <laughs> ever. Right. Just not going to. Right. Mm. But for me, here's where the confusion comes up. I came up idolizing black music, rap music in the 90s. And I remember Tupac. And by the way, this was at the time where you could were like on TV on like Jenny Jones or a talk show. Like they refer to as the white, a white guy as the same word with the W in front of it. Like they could say that on TV. Right. Right. And that was like like that was normal. Right. And I'm not saying it was OK, but that was like mm-hmm. OK on TV. And I remember Tupac being on MTV News with an interview with Tabitha Soren, 
And he was explaining the difference to everybody, but the difference between the the hard R and then I, you know, GGA. And it was like a term of endearment. Like it's like it's a whole different approach to it. And so growing up, when I I idolized rap music and I, I idolized a lot of these folks, and then I I you know I'd rap along to the music and I I wouldn't I would say the word right because I I I heard it as a difference because they weren't saying er they were saying the term of endearment like right which I've been called many times by my black friends right not saying it's okay for me to say it but now when I told him this here's what I told the kid I go I go now if I was around a group of white people and let's say a classic rap song you know like let's say fucking an outcast song and I can rap like every outcast song word for word or like nasomatic I could do that you know whatever I will edit out the n-word I won't say it right um the reason why is because I don't want other you know non-black folks to think that it's okay behind closed doors to be like saying a word that offends that like it's offensive to people right mm. and but what I did say to him as I said and I'm being brutally honest and I'm being brutally honest here and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hear this and be like, that's fucked up. I don't like that. And you know what? That's cool. That's your opinion. And you can take that and like run with it. But I say, but when I'm home alone, I will rap the song. I'm not going to censor myself mm -hmm. because if I start censoring myself just for the sake of censorship, then we're in a lot of trouble mm -hmm. as, 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 as human beings. And I, and I, people you should know this i did i just came hot off of producing a documentary about mike diana the first and only i believe artist in american history to be tried for obscenity and found guilty and when you get into the nuances of understanding first amendment and free speech you realize how important it is totally. to express that right and because this guy, the police were allowed to go to his house with warrantless searches at any time to make sure he wasn't drawing or have drawing utensils yeah. or uh, items, you know, um, pencils, pens, whatever mm -hmm. in his in his possession because they could violate his probation and send him to jail. So for me, it's like I asked him, I go, so can I say the N word in my head as a thought? And he's like, that's OK, because he's like, that's <laughs> two faced. This guy was like, that's two faced that you won't say it out loud in front of people but you'll say it in the privacy of your own home i'm like i'm like I, where am i like <laughs> like and here's what i said to him after that i go don't get offended when i'm home alone i'm listen i might have Tourette's or something sometimes maybe it's after i've had like a coffee or fucking you know a red bull or something and i get that you know when you get that energy and you sometimes and you're just like full of fucking joy or whatever and you just like you're singing or you're dancing or whatever no one's around sometimes i'll say in one unbroken sentence every fucked up obscene <laughs> slur thing you could possibly come up with in one fucking set one breath and it feels so good <laughs> but the only thing that doesn't feel good is white people don't they, they don't have a good enough slur where like stings because cracker is yeah, not a good one because crack because because cracker actually because cracker actually comes from like a whip cracking mm -hmm. like that's actually kind of like slave master kind of thing it's like that's not a put down that's like it's white people need a better term to call themselves because um 
you know, because it doesn't sting enough. You know, the N word stings, like all, all the other ones. You know, they sting, but, um, but yeah, I say that shit. You know, and, and that's you know that's a, that's a secret thing that I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I hadn't shared to anyone really before, and I shared it to him, and I was kind of taken back that he was getting all thought police on me, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like, you know, that's not, I, I, I don't agree with that, and you know what? The, the beautiful thing about that conversation is it's at the end of the night, it got heated. There was a couple heated moments, um, but it wasn't like we didn't cross a threshold. We, we, we had a heated but positive discussion that we just walked away from it at the end. And, and we're cool. You know, we're, we're like, like I have no negative feelings towards him. I think he's a cool dude. I think he's a talented dude from, from what I've seen. And, um, you know, I hope the best for him. And, and, I'm just grateful that we could have that exchange. Right. Do I agree with, do I agree with him? No, I don't agree with him. Mm -hmm. I, we just got in this, I just got in this today about this kind of shit. It's like, I read a book called the, um, the Harvard's like, uh, principal negotiation, like in the eighties, they did a study on like principal negotiation, which is like negotiating in like impossible situations. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the nuggets I took from it was like, they give it, they give an example and it's like two, two young kids are fighting over, there's like a like a there's a, a a cake and you know who's gonna who's gonna cut the fucking slice because they're gonna make themselves they're gonna cut themselves a bigger slice than the other kid so they keep fighting over the knife and it's like no one they're not getting anywhere so what's the solution well it doesn't seem like there's any solution because someone's got to fuck cut it but actually the solution lies within the problem you say okay child A you get to make the cut and child B you get to choose the first slice. <laughs> therefore the kid who makes the cut is going to make it as even as possible right you know and um i was just literally right before we got on this on this uh this call i'm like i was on a phone call with someone i've owned property in north carolina for like 15 years and they started a homeowners association i don't have a home on it I just got the land and then they're like all of a sudden trying to pass through this thing banning rentals and airbnbs and i was like what like, this is North Carolina, like what the, in the middle of the mountains. Like, what are we talking about? And um, but I was like, you know what though? I do understand the other side of it too, which is like you don't want to be the wild west with like random Airbnb people coming in, like getting crazy for the night and like disturbing everybody. So I think the answer is always within the middle. And I think that goes to to, to circle back and to kind of button this whole thing we got into up. I think that. When the whole Me Too thing was was happening, and it was a fever pitch, if you were a male, and especially in the comedy world, because it was like we were at a liberal arts college, it was like, it was so backwards, you know, mm. it was so backwards. Um, was, uh, the the one that I liked the most was uh, Garrison Keeler of like NPR, totally milk toast uh, radio fame uh lost his uh his show because he hugged a girl weird yeah i mean like al franken like al franken <laughs> oh, yeah. should be should be good in fact my ex-girlfriend's family knew the girl who like made that accusation and she was like because she because their father my ex-girlfriend's father used to do those uso tours because he was like oh, a yeah. fucking famous actor right mm -hmm. and basically she he, he he would always tell him like yo she's like awful she was like <laughs> she was like she would you know what i mean she would put herself in these situations and like try to fuck anyways um 
it's neither here nor there. I wasn't there for the situation, but the photo was just him like making a joke of him like hovering his hands over her tits while she was sleeping, and that was the whole thing. Right. So like, it's uh. Anyways, my whole point of this was basically that like, while that was happening, people were like, the pendulum will swing back a little bit soon, and you know what? It has swung back, and I mm-hmm. think for all the, the the uncomfortableness to happen, I think a lot of good things have come from that. And we now have a dialogue and we understand, we have a language and tools to deal with a lot of that uncomfortable shit because it, it was, because fucking women were, were, were getting like, just, it was just horrible for like yeah. so it, forever. And it still is, mm-hmm. but it's gotten a lot better now to where people are aware of it. Right. So, and it's the same thing with the race stuff. Like, it, the race problem is never going to be solved, right? We're never going to, but it's so much better than what it was a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, 20 years ago, right? It's crazy. So I don't know, like I'm very optimistic with this stuff. So when I see, but, but the college thing does scare me because you just, these children, and they are children because your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25, right? Like they're, they're, they're basically bullying people and into like, like professors and, and teachers and shit and institutions to like make all these changes. And it's like, yo, like, yeah, calm that's, down. that's a, that's a whole different thing. It's, it's very interesting. The, 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 the thing that I want to highlight is your, uh, when you mentioned the importance of free speech and how Mike Diana literally couldn't draw pictures because he got. <laughs> he got uh uh what was it um convicted of obscenity or whatever like i wish more people would understand that yes you need to you need to have things like that in place even if it allows gross people to be gross because yes without it we are all fucked like we are all yes. getting fucked and the fact that like it's very blatantly the left right now is specifically like woke types are hardcore into censorship and like everybody in Silicon Valley is is leaning that way and is literally ripping people off of YouTube, ripping people off of Twitter. Yeah. Like you can, I got, I got dude, that nine 11 video got taken off of YouTube around Mm -hmm. not around the anniversary of nine 11 this year. Cause it was like, they thought it was like, hate i don't know what the fuck they thought it was but it wasn't any of that it was like you know it was what it was the answer is never shut shit down and get rid of it like you just have to let the bad stuff be so that you can work around it to see what it is and 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 learn from it like it just has to be it just has to be you can't yeah you can't yeah you know what you can't make the world a safe place that's not ever fucking happening no, and my and that that was my whole thing with the with the 2016 election, which was like, we were listen. I'm a liberal. I've always been a liberal. I've always voted liberal. I probably will always vote liberal. I probably will. I, I can't say what the future holds, but I can't see myself voting Republican because they're just insane. Um, you know, but the left is insane. We weren't this insane. No. We were the we we were the 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 party of free speech. And it's funny because yep. like now it's like all of a sudden it's like, you know, we 
won't accept certain behavior from like Republicans, but now we'll accept it if we do it because it's okay. Totally. And I don't it's agree with that. Disgusting. Like it's a double, it's a double standard. And you know, my whole thing, and I was saying this right when the Hillary thing was happening, like I, I would have, like, listen, I don't want to be a socialist at all. I, know. I don't, I really don't. Everyone who is I, out and out talking about that is hands down the dumbest person I've ever met. They are not selling it. Like I'm open to hearing things, but like everyone who's like, I'm an avowed socialist. Also, I voted for Hillary Clinton is a fucking moron. Well, I had it. Well, I had a, um, I had a, uh, I, I actually, one of the, my, my production designers was an older guy from Germany mm. and he actually explained, he was there when the wall came down and all the people that were in the communist side started integrating. Mm. And he was like, yo, it was fucked because they're they're called the lost generation because they didn't know how to do anything wow they had no skill like their education was whack and like <laughs> all it takes in, in a situation like that is for someone just to go hey i don't want to work and then it's over right mm -hmm. it's like once you figure out a game the system you're fucked um during the hell the hillary thing you know we were so hell-bent on being progressive and getting a woman in there because it was the most progressive. We want a woman in office, right? And we fucking robbed it from Bernie, who would have won if we didn't rig the fucking DNC. Yeah, right. Real. Are we fucked ourselves? And 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 Bernie would have beaten Trump at that time, hundred percent. Because the not all Republicans were on board with him. They, a lot of them still thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. And oh, unfortunately, and I and I said this is the reason why Biden was the best candidate for this last election, even though I don't like him as a as a candidate the only way to beat trump was to have another white man in office because republicans that were like not into trump they would rather stay with trump than go for like someone who's super like crazy woke progressive and is like the opposite of that right but if someone more joseph joe biden is more relatable to them he was like the best option we had and it actually proved true but i was like what i was saying during the hillary thing was we're so focused on fucking the fucking minutia the details of like making everything so politically correct and right and and and, and the first female president right that we've completely lost sight of everything and and basic things went back decades right Roe versus Wade is a great example. We're worried about pronouns and shit, and we got basic human rights that people are not having anymore. And that's not me. That's not for me to sit there and say that, like, you know, the pronoun thing or trans folk or, or you know, gender identity and all that stuff is like not important because I do think it is an important thing. But when we're talking about something that affects a very small percent of the population versus a greater percent of the population. I'm going to go for the greater percent of the population every time. Yeah. Unless I'll, it's like something insane, you know, like whatever. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. A lot of that stuff feels like the, you know, the flavor of the, the flavor of the year at this point, but it feels like flavor of the week. Like this is what I care about this week. Uh, I don't care about the kids in the cages at the border ever since Biden got elected. I've moved on. Like, it's like these weird pet um, like ways of um, what's the word virtue signaling that you're a good person. It's and even if it's 
necessary and and a, and a conversation that needs to happen it, you're right it's like that is the conversation happening right now and everything else is falling apart i want to mention every single per by the way every single person that i am friends with that is part of lgbt qia 2 plus <laughs> a 2 plus 2 two spirit fuck that as a, as a person and this is my personal thing furry two spirit two spirit does not belong on the lgbt <laughs> It doesn't because you're bringing race into it because two spirit is only means a person who is queer. That is, it doesn't mean you're trans. It doesn't mean that you're intersex. It doesn't mean specifically you're gay. You can be any of those things. And as long as you're indigenous, that's two spirit. When does race come into the, this? It's like, that's insane. Like, I disagree with that. If you want to call yourself two spirit, that's cool. Cause that's a cool way of identifying. But all it's going to take for it to make it look even more stupid is for any other ethnicity or race to just say, oh, hey, this is the, you know, if the, if the Latin, uh, you know, Latinx or whatever, like they, they come up with a clever, a clever name for being queer, then you're going to, you're just going to have a hundred letters. And it's just like, I think actually Bill Maher had a thing recently that was like calling out that like at the gay pride parade this year that like, gay men weren't even represented at like on the main float and he's like all of a sudden gay men became like so yesterday's news like boring yeah, it's and i'm like dude that's so true it's like it's like we shouldn't be making this stuff like trendy and 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 like the, you know, the identity way- stuff the identity stuff in general i think is a complete distraction from ever making the world a better place i constantly think back to occupy wall street was the last time it felt like People of all different backgrounds came together under uh, because of an actual issue of like these hyper rich freaks owning absolutely everything. And uh, uh, it immediately was derailed with identity politics stuff. That's when all that stuff kicked off to a point where I'm like, was that like a fucking psyop to get like working class people to fight each other again? Because People were coming wait, wait, together. Wait, 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 when did identity come into that? I, I don't remember that. No, none of the none of the things we're talking about today existed before that time. And as soon as that time started, all of a sudden, all the hyper wokeism started. It literally was well, like well, well, well. It's a combination of many things, but a lot of it has to do with, I think, personally, the ease of an access to cell phones and and the internet growing in that space i think um and i think we're at the beginning dude we're at the beginning of this right we're we're figuring we're literally we're gonna look back on this and be like remember when the the internet in like 2000s was literally the wild west where you could Mm -hmm. like you could you could you could pull up anything you wanted you could steal anything (laughs) it was crazy right but then they started to figure out streaming actually probably cut that down a ton, right? Oh yeah, for um, sure. Just easy. But I got it. But yeah, exactly. But I got to circle back because I, I just have to say, I do think gender identity and sexual, um, you know, ex- like 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 all that stuff, like like being able to express yourself and live like who you are. I think it's super important. I don't think totally. it's a distraction. I think. I, I think people like, for example, and I was talking about distraction is the wrong with, word. It's used as a wedge to divide. Yes, that I will agree on. 
Um, it, it absolutely is. And I don't think it should be ammunition. I mean, I, it's funny because I'm 38 years old and in this last year I have like come to the realization that I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I'm queer. I'm not like, I'm not just like this straight guy because I've like have, I, I have sexual desires and experiences with people that aren't like heterosexual women. Mm. Right. Um, I'm not going to spill the tea too much, honey. Um, <laughs> I actually feel like there's a, I feel like there's a, a femme gay man inside of me somewhere. Like I, it comes out all the time and I don't mean it's as like a diss. Like, I genuinely like that just comes out fucking naturally. Um, and it's funny because growing up, my mom would be like, you're not gay, are you? Right. The older generation, my mom's like, you're not gay. And I was like, no, like, and it's so weird because my whole life I had no attraction like to like anything other than like, like straight women. And then like, I had this realization. I'm like, ah, oh, actually like, no, it's, and, I, and when I'm like 38, which is really cool because I thought that I knew the answers mm. and you know, it's that, it's that quote which is not the quote but it's like who, who wrote it it's like all i know is that i don't know anything or whatever it is right the more you know, i know uh, the more i realize i don't know or yeah i i'm butchering like it because i was introduced to that through the the punk band uh, operation ivy it's like <laughs> all i know is that i don't know nothing yeah and and as a kid you're like wow that's really cool and and it, and and i ascribe to that wholeheartedly like totally. i i think the secret to being a great human being is to and I'm not saying I'm a great human being, but I, I, I strive for that, right? Is to admit when you're wrong, mm -hmm. right? Apologize, make mm -hmm. amends to people, to, you know, try to get outside of the ego because we're all ego driven, right? Totally. Do something, try doing something for somebody without anything in return. Mm -hmm. When you start doing that and you feel that feeling of what that feels like, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't felt that, in a, I'm sure you felt it in your life, but if you haven't felt that in a long time, I suggest doing it like go to, you know, I remember when I moved back to New York, like a year and a half ago, one of my best friends of 20 years would never, Peter Toe would never ask me to, to help him with anything. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm getting movers to like help me move my, my office to like the next building. And I was like, dude, I was like, like, no, don't call them. I'm like, I'm going to come and help you. Mm. And he was like, so taken aback by it. I feel like we've all, I, maybe it's just me, but I feel like we've all like lost that willingness to just be there for other people and help, you know? And I think if we all start looking at ourselves as opposed to what everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. I think the answer is, is here, right? The change starts with you. And I know that it's a kind of like a thing other people have said and whatnot, but I've experienced that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, I'm never going to be LGBTQ on the front. I'm not gonna ever go to the pride parade and be like, Hey, right. I'm not, I'm not opposed to going, but that's just not, Mm -hmm. who I am mm -hmm. as a person like my mentor is uh no one knows he's gay he's gay he's just growing a different generation it's just different it's it's their preference it's my preference to not have to like be out and like waving the fucking flag and also I don't want to be there getting in the way of like people that get fucking you know discriminated against mm -hmm. I don't get discriminated against right. for that shit mm -hmm. let you guys have your space to do your thing if because the, the problem is, is in 10 years, I think actually another in the same episode, Bill Marley did a graph of like people that identified and shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, by the year, like 2040, we're all going to be gay or something like that. It was it was 
you watch it. It was actually really funny the way he he did it. it was he's got great writers, and yeah, man, it's just like everybody's going to be on the fucking LGBTQ spectrum, and you know what? That's a great thing. I just think the more people that are just fucking everybody, the better. <laughs> Let's fuck everybody and not have the shame. Yeah. So many true. people have the shame. It's like, you know, like let's fucking let's do away with the fucking people that hurt people. I hate people that hurt people. Mm. I hate selfish people. I, I really do. I, I don't I don't have a tolerance for that shit. Yeah. If you're selfish, I will call you out. I've always stood up for people that didn't have the voice. Here's what I want to say really quick. We're please getting, jump uh, in. We're getting uh doesn't matter. We're gonna keep going. I'm already I'm already missed what I had to go do. It does I, I love okay. you. Love you too, buddy. What drives me nuts is all of these things apply just as much to all our woke friends as a Republican, but all our woke friends are incapable of self-reflection, of 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 being being open to the idea that maybe they are doing something wrong, maybe they're handling things not in a positive way. And it's to the point where I saw a study recently that said um, educated white uh, liberals um, dumb down their language when they talk to black people, like across the board, um, <laughs> which is so? just... I'm just what's saying, like, no, I'm asking, wrong? I'm asking, I'm no, I'm asking you the question. What is I think wrong it's, with that? it, it shows you that they are being condescending. It's, it's, they're making assumptions I that are negative. Well, 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 I don't know. That sounds like a multivariate equation with many variables. So for example, but what I'm for trying example, to say for, is, no, for, hold on, can I say this? For okay. example, a lot of my black friends, right? When they're talking to white people or they're talking to people in life in general, mm -hmm. they talk a certain way. But then when they'll get around like other black folks or people that are like maybe like come from more street culture or like hip hop, like even if they didn't grow up that way, it's like you're participating like in that like kind of language and that shared experience. It's not about dumbing it down. Like I I'm think not you're gonna, thinking like, of like like all of a sudden like using black like words that's not what i'm talking about i'm literally oh. being like patronizing like oh would you like this oh here we're talking you go. to them like 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 infants yes that's what i'm saying yeah there's and, listen and, what, and that and that's white people that are scared because they never fucking like grew up person. with black people or knew black people dude when dude, when the whole fucking thing uh during uh, covid was happening and I, I went to and uh come in um come in i got someone coming over come in <laughs> So um, when the whole COVID thing was going on, I went to go visit some friends in Colorado, mm. and my and and from one of my friends from school and a lot of my close friends, and I first of all I realized that my friend was like his fucking family was insanely rich. They owned like a whole fucking town of color in Colorado. It was like Ridgeway. It was the most. It was like Kanye level oh, wow. property in like Wyoming. It, they lived next to Ralph Lauren, and they had like <laughs> seven houses, Jeez. and it was like. It was like you couldn't have painted a better picture of like the view. Mm. And we're in the pool and my friend was like, I have a book that you need to read. And I was I knew what book it was. I white knew fragility. what book it was. Was it White Fragility? She, she's like, <laughs> White Fragility. And I'm like, I'm never reading that. It's fucking I'm never garbage. fucking reading that. I'm that not, is what I'm talking about. I Those, did my read. The White the way, Fragility people. And by the way, I don't 
I've always, as a person, I would, if I don't like something, I'm going to at least understand why I don't like it. So right. I'm not going to just say I don't, I'm not going to ever read it. I'm going to understand why I don't want to read it. Mm -hmm. Like when the whole fucking, like I used to listen to albums by artists that I didn't like. Like when the whole Jay-Z Nas thing was going on, listen, I loved Nas, but after Nostradamus, I was done. <laughs> and Stillmatic came out and they were saying it was as good as Blueprint, if not better. And I'm like, I had to listen to the whole thing. And I was like, it's not, it's not that good. I listened, I could tell you all the songs on it, but it's not that good. But you got to keep that mind open. You can't shut the door on it because if right. you're shutting the door on it, then you're also participating in the same, same thing behavior. that we were talking about earlier, which is like, it's very black and white. We're shutting people down. So for me, um, yeah, when the white fragility thing came up, I was like, oh, you never like, we're friends with black people growing up. This is all new to you. And you think you have this like, inherent racism let me tell you something honey everybody is racist <laughs> everybody is racist and it just comes down to whether or not you're go like because the way i view racism is like it's it's the first it's the first thing that we can point out that's different without about us as mm. human beings right mm. and and it's like prison is a great example when you go to prison it all just goes, it just separates, starts separating immediately into your groups, right? Because it's like end times. If a fucking apocalypse happened, you know I'm riding with the Cherokees. <laughs> you think I'm riding with the white motherfuckers? Dude, I I will fucking die in Cherokee with my fucking Cherokee brothers and sisters, even though we will be outnumbered by a billion fucking people. I will die with them and my bones will be laid in Cherokee with my family plot next to Pocahontas Sneed, <laughs> um, AKA Pookie. Oh um, and uh, yeah, so like for me, it's uh, uh, I encourage just keeping an open mind and totally. you know, like that's all I was trying mind. to say. Like that is being lost on the left in a major, major way. And it's scary at this point. Because we're living in times where something truly fucked up could happen. Like some psychopath could rise and like they think it's Trump. I think Trump's more of a joke than he is a Hitler. But like we're living in very dark, weird times. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not convinced it can only possibly come from the right. I can absolutely I think see someone coming from the left that is nah, straight it up nah, evil. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I don't no? think so. I, I don't think someone on the left will be able when to when they're censoring, when they're no censoring self listen, I, going like no. segregation's good now, like all these no. shitty ideas are coming. But that's not out of everybody, man. That that that's just a, that that's people right now, people are afraid. Right. Yeah. And they're they're basically afraid and they don't want to say something out loud because they're afraid of being canceled. Mm. That fear Which is also is, a left phenomenon. It's a left phenomenon. Although that the right fear, people invented it back in the uh remember back in the uh what was it, uh, focus on the family days? That's who yeah. invented it. They were getting yeah, TV religious. shows canceled yeah. by going after yeah. their uh yeah. uh the For religious sure. right. The left yeah, the has adopted right. all these tactics and thought. Wait, when did I? When I didn't know I was on the Steve right. Bannon podcast. <laughs> what is this? What'd you get me to sign up for? I'm People just saying. To me. I don't know who this guy is. Now listen. I'm listen, saying. I'm gonna. We're in dark right times. Now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna straight man you right now. Okay, go for it. I don't know you. I'm an outsider, and I know. And I see Micah. Mm -hmm. I think you go into the booth and you fucking vote red. 
<laughs> nope. I I like you. I've always been a registered independent, but I've always you voted blue. Sick fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I'm playing I'm playing with you. I that's what people and here's the problem is that the left right now, right? Mm-hmm. My brothers and sisters. And you mm-hmm. know what? Everybody's my fucking brother and sister, actually. I honestly like I get a lot. I learn a lot from talking to people that are on the right. I learn a lot from that too, right? Because it makes me understand more about myself. And if you don't have those dialogues and you don't keep your brain open and you don't have those conversations, you're just setting yourself up for a fucking disaster. That's mm-hmm. why we're in the position we're in right now. Totally. But if you right now, and this is me being completely, I mean, I'm always fucking honest, especially when I'm in a public scenario because people will fucking call me out on some shit and say I'm lying. Like the other day I was on a fucking podcast and <laughs> I like, I, I told, yeah, the nine 11 <laughs> lighter story. People dude, the comments were on fire about like, Oh, I remember I, the best comment was like, Oh, I remember when I learned how to make up a story on the fly. Like, <laughs> oh my wow. God. That, that's a great, that's a great take actually. And then people were like, you're lying, you're lying, blah, blah, blah. And I had to fucking, I, I had to fucking conjure up this image through Google. I couldn't, it took me, I couldn't find it ever in my life. And I finally, I went deep Google and I somehow found it. And, um, but anyways, I'm honest on this shit, right? So mm-hmm. like, again, I've always voted, voted blue. I voted mm-hmm. for, my first vote was Kerry. My second vote was Obama. My second vote, my third vote was Obama, Hillary, and then uh, Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, by the way, we got Biden. I hope Biden, I don't want to say dies because I don't wish that. <laughs> I hope he's. Is. I hope he's not able, I know, dead. I know. I hope he's not able to run again because, by the way, who are the candidates nowadays? There's like no candidates Dude, anymore. Our country has no leaders across the board. They're yeah. fucking losers. But I am left of center now. And I never, like, I always was, like, super progressive. I was, like, voting for Bernie. And that's not to say that, like, because I was over here and now I'm here, that that the trajectory is for me to go here. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's to say. It's to say that I was here and then these motherfuckers yeah. went over here. Totally. And I don't agree with everything that they're about. Right. Like, I'm all for left and 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 progressive ideas but at the same time there has to be understand like yo the swimming the trans swimming oh god i don't want to talk about this i don't give a fuck <laughs> Go for i'll it. say it right now listen i i i love trans people all day i've like i've dated trans people i don't like it's it's all good right <laughs> but like you can't just say that you want it this way and no one can say, hey, well, we don't necessarily agree with that or let's have a conversation, which was what was happening. Right. Right. The the swimmer. Um, you weren't allowed I, to have I, a conversation about it. You weren't allowed to have a conversation. Yeah. And that's part of the censorship that I don't agree with. Right. I want to have the conversation because. Which is 100% coming from the left. We got to stop doing that. What's the swimmer's name? Was it? I feel like it's like Leah Thomas. I think so. Yeah. I forget her name. Listen, more power to her. I feel like she was just doing what what her options were and she just wanted to swim right let her swim right but i think that they made a right decision which is like if you're going to participate in this you gotta have you can't you can't do it if you transitioned after 12 mm-hmm. right you got to be doing it before which that's a whole other thing but that's great because then they left that decision to let somebody transition before 12 up to like other you know state local you know, government mm-hmm. you know that's a whole other can of worms and i'm glad that they didn't say no trans people could do it because that would be fucked up too 
there needs to be a, an option for these folks to be able mm -hmm. to participate in sports and, and you know um because it's just not fair if you're coming in and you're just like destroying people because you have a male skeleton and you have you know your body's built differently right even though you're taking hormones and shit or you're you know you're taking estrogen and, and whatnot so um I, I was happy about that i really was i'm not like i could already see like listen if i was famous right if i was a public figure that people knew and i was on this thing that clip would be taken and put out like he's anti-trans and i'm not anti-trans at all mm -hmm. i will fucking fight to the death for someone's right to be who they are and that means trans too like i'm all for it I don't like, I don't give a fuck. Like I I'm attracted to femininity, by the way, to go back to the thing. I'm attracted <laughs> to femininity. I don't, even if like, even if you're like pre-op, like, I don't care if you're like femininity, like, and like, I'm attracted to you and you're attracted to me, then great. Like, let's fucking make love however we can do. Right. <laughs> I might not know how to suck a dick, but I'll try. <laughs> I really will like, right. Um, and you know, what's funny for me is like, I think people that know me, that love me, right? Like they get me, right? But people that like, don't, oh my God, I'm like a fucking walking target, right? Because people hate that I have like my Cherokee culture. They <laughs> absolutely, Yeah. I mean, not saying everybody, I'm not saying everybody, but there's people because because I've experienced this through my walking in my shoes of like the comments that I hear the things that I've experienced, like when I I did, uh, I'm gonna say this, cause I know we probably have to go at some point. I did a film festival in Boston. I don't know if I ever told you this, and I will never do a film festival in Boston because Boston is where all this woke shit, it's like the, it's like the fucking, this place and like fucking um, Berkeley, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a film festival and this girl asked this question and in the movie, um, we steal a Banksy from, uh, the seventh ward. Right. But in real life it was like Treme. Right. And they're both black neighborhoods. Right. Um, and she goes, can you talk about stealing a piece of stealing a piece of valuable street art from a poor black neighborhood, giving your straight white male privilege? I remember this. I was there or this happened somewhere else too. Yeah. You weren't there for that. You weren't in, in, in uh, no, you weren't there. Was one in Brooklyn. Anyway, uh, I'm sure some. I'm sure something happened like that. Yeah, but basically, I just remember a, a similar question. I was not prepared for that. And if yeah. anybody's ever been on stage and you get asked, you get like kind of attacked. You get you're thrown off. You don't totally. know where you are. It's like getting it's like getting hit in the face. You're like fuck, and you're like in your grat. And I remember I. This is what I said. Would I have said this again? Probably not because it's a little corny too. But I was like. I understand how you would say that, like, you know, I'm like, you don't know me, but I'm a, I'm a white person. But like, you know, but also like my culture is just so you know, my culture, I, I'm Cherokee. And like, and she's like, isn't everyone? <laughs> because no? there is this. Well, no. Well, 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 actually, actually, actually kind of smart of her to say that because there is this thing. If you're a Cherokee that like everyone I'm actually doing a sketch about this in one of my workshops, we're shooting it with kids and stuff about this like basically everyone is like uh has had everyone as cherokees had the experience of someone saying oh my 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 grandmother was cherokee right right and it's like this whole thing right mm -hmm. the elizabeth warren shit right my mom my, my my mama my papa were you know fucking cherokee um and i replied to her i said i said um she goes she goes isn't everyone and i go 
well, my family lives on a reservation and my uncle's the vice chief. My uncle was the vice chief. And then everyone was like, ooh, <laughs> we could hear it in the crowd. It was like, it was a, it really shuddered. You just shut race her. After, dunked on her. And then afterwards, this chick comes up to Frank, uh, my, my, my director who I was there with, and she goes, and she like shakes his hand. And she's like, hey, like, sorry, I have to ask the tough questions. And I'm like, <laughs> and this was 2000, like, 15, I think. So this was like the beginning of like all this whole new wave of like all this shit coming up, right? Dude. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you, I understand where she's coming from. Like that movie is like, if you look at it through that lens, like, right? You know, it's a, it's it's. I actually, yeah, like that movie is like it's a great movie, but also like you could totally say that, and I yeah, get yeah. that, right? But like, I wasn't. I was stealing the, a, a Banksy. I would have stole it from my fucking mother if it was put on the side of her house. I didn't give a fuck. I wanted the Banksy, right? I didn't give a fuck where it was. And to be honest, no one in the fucking neighborhood, regardless of their their race, even knew what it was. Right. Anyways, that's a whole other conversation. But Yeah, I think we should wrap up here. Um, but this was great. I did not know yeah, we were going to be talking let's do, about let's, the let's world's issues. Let's do a part two sometime. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's do a part two because I know you want to get into like some other shit about like about more maybe more about me as opposed to political shit. Um, you just caught me at the right time and like you know, <laughs> it's a weird I, time. You know, dude. I think it's a very. I weird think it's time. more. I think it's more important for me to put out to your three listeners of. <laughs> Hey, fuck you! My first one just hit a hundred downloads, baby. Yeah, we got four. We actually we got four listeners in the kitchen. <laughs> I, I think I think it's more important for someone to hear someone like me say, "Hey, like I'm not black and white. I'm not left right. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, there's great ideas on the left. There's like a good idea or two on the right." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and there's a lot of bad ideas in the left. There's a lot of bad ideas in the right. Yep. And like, but we need to, we just need to get rid of the listen. ideology, kill the ideology, get rid of the ideology, like treat everybody like fucking yes. good human beings. Yes. Do, do, do things for people without expecting things in return. Yes. Get outside of your ego. Yes. And like, be quick to admit when you're wrong. Yes. And if, even if you're not quick to do it, come back tomorrow and say, you know what? Yesterday I was wrong. Like I actually fucked up. That me learning how to do that is was the the biggest thing in my life mm -hmm. that I think changed my life. The ability to say, you know what, I was wrong. Yeah, you know it it, it it it's so important because it's what makes you human. Because we are flawed individuals. Like I'm gonna say one last thing because we brought up the trans stuff. We both put it clearly correct, and I think that this is another example of like crazy shit so when the, the Chappelle shit was happening when the netflix oh, yeah. walkout was happening the person that was being interviewed outside with the megaphone was a black trans female um activist and trying to get you know shut Chappelle down in his speech and netflix and you know fuck this it's wrong you know you can't say these hurtful things all this fucked up shit right someone dug up that person's tweets from 2010 <laughs> They were the most racist, like not even like casual, not racist, like like the girl, like Melissa the Senior, whatever her name is, the Mexican mm -hmm. girl on SNL mm -hmm. who had insanely racist tweets, <laughs> like, and she still got put on. 
right? Mm-hmm. And she still is on that show with racist tweets against black people and Asian people and Mexican people. And then this, and then this black trans activist is out there trying to literally get somebody shut down for words they said when this person was saying things about like Asian people, like go back to your country, you can't like like drive, like like you can't drive, like all the like just fucked up shit like that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and 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 here's the thing that bothers me the most, right? This is the thing that bothered me about that is I read mostly like 99% liberal websites. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I read something that's like I used to I started going to Fox News because I I read HuffPost, I read I was reading, you know, I read CNN, I read New York Times, I read Washington Post and and when every all the stories are the same on there, I started going to Fox News just to see how they would cover would it be on a headline? It was never a headline. We buried it at the bottom. And I'm like, right. you dirty dogs. <laughs> but but no, none of these sites would report on that side of it mm-hmm. because it didn't fit the narrative. And when I started realizing that that was a thing that I was blind to, because I always believed that liberal, these websites and stuff were that were I read and I liked were saying things that were true and were honest and were mm-hmm. real. And that they would never obscure the truth, right? <laughs> they they do it just as bad as Fox News does Dude, it. Is 100%. what I realized. Good. That took that 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 was the that for me was the eye opening thing. So now I keep my I keep my eyes open, and I yeah. still read multiple news sources. You know, I still do that. And I remember when nine eleven happened, people had to go start reading the Guardian.co.uk back in the early internet stages to get the truth because of the Iraq war. We were, we were yeah. really twisting the narrative. Dude, it's um, insane. Yeah. So Empire, I just wanted dude. to add that because Empire, that's the move, the show. No, no, no. The news <laughs> I haven't seen it. supports Empire. It does not give you the truth. It is not your fucking friend. It is all there to keep the American empire going. And it is also there to pit. It's like, Oh, that's, the, that side's point of view, we have to go exactly. this way. It's to and, divide and, regular people. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I listen, man. I, I, this, the, the whole Roe versus Wade shit is fucked. That's <laughs> fucked. It's absolutely fucked. And you know what my theory is on it? Like, aside from the religious Republican connection, I actually think, and, and this, this, I'm like whispering like it's a conspiracy. It's not. This is just my own stupid idea. I actually think that this could be a possibility that the people in the power know that we've got fucking wars in the future coming up and we've got less and less bodies to sign up for the fucking military or even Mm -hmm. draft. So we need more disposable babies from people that don't want the babies. Mm -hmm. Right? Because who's the first people that fucking are going to go over there? We're going to ship people that we don't care about anyway. Because do you think that fucking Republicans want more liberal? Because who are the people that like a lot of poor, um, underprivileged people uh, are, that are going to have babies are going to be more liberal leaning. Right. And they're going to be more right. like of the welfare situations that they hate. Mm-hmm. Right. So why would they want more of that? Ah, right. Like, mm-hmm. like why? So I think it's for fucking more bodies for the wars. And they make more money from the wars. Yeah, that's a whole other interesting and depressing conversation that I've been reading a lot about lately. Um, but uh, let's 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 end it here and let's commit to doing another one soon. How about that? Let's do a part. Listen, I'm going to be in Cherokee, North Carolina 
from next week until middle of October. I'm going to be shooting a documentary. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be teaching the kids out there, film stuff. Um, cool. I'm doing that panel with Sterling Harjo. I'm stoked about it. During that time, I'm going to do, let's do one of these live from the res. Oh, dude. Cherokee I'll, I'll Reservation. We talked about it. Oh, I should come visit. 100%. Dude, if you want you me to, to donate like editing teaching time to something like that, I'm 100% down. I don't know what your deal oh. is, but keep me in mind that's really i i appreciate you offering that 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 means a lot i'm gonna i'm going to extend that i'm gonna do a workshop where we're shooting a film and it'd be great to bring you in for that i also want to bring sebastian Canelli, and he wants to do an improv oh, workshop for the kids oh, I, I think it's i think it's cool that you two guys who are who, who are hosting shows podcasts and stuff like that are offering your services and you're just like i just want to help and i want to like help you yeah, know why and that's what and that's what we that's that's what those kids need is they need people coming in and, and helping them, you know? Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah. And, and we'll make that happen. That'd be great. Awesome. Cool, dude. Well, it's great talking to you. You and, too, uh, brother. I love you, man. You're, you're a brother to me. And um, I, 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 I'm stoked about the show you're doing. Sweet, man. I appreciate it. You're listening to extremely live. We're an ad free user supported pirate live stream. If you're getting value out of the stream, here are some ways to send us value in return. Text our URL to a friend. Follow us on Twitter at Extremely Live. And donate at extremely.live slash donate. All donations $10 and above will receive an on-air producer credit and have their emailed note read live. Help us keep this thing going. All right, let's get back to the content.